let's get let's let Mike Kliss is 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 on hold, and I don't I don't oh, want to yeah. be rude. Mike Kliss, our Broncos uh, uh, Nine News insider, joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Thanks to Fitness Gallery. Um, Mike, give me give me one Denver Bronco on your nice list and one Denver Bronco on your naughty list. Oh, nice and naughty, nice and naughty. Let's go. Um, you know, uh, Alex Singleton has had a heck of a year. Um, I didn't think he uh, played his best game against Detroit, but he's had a heck of a year, and he's always smiling after he makes, uh, you know, his 10 to 12 to 20 tackles a game. So let's make him uh, nice. And on the naughty list, I mean, you know, Sean Payton was uh, naughty for about 12 seconds on the sidelines there uh, the last game. I heard you say Jerry Judy. I mean, for injury reasons, uh, not necessarily naughty is not the right word, but exasperating has been uh, Greg Dulcich, and it doesn't look like uh, he won't play again. And now, uh, you know, it's serious doubt whether he gets back on the field this year. Damn. Man, that, that, that sucks. You know, that that truly does suck because now I feel like that puts us in a situation where the tight end has to be one of the high positions we go for in the draft. Am I right, please? Yeah, uh, possibly. Um, you know, I don't know what – you go through free agency first to see if you like yeah. any of those guys. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you go back to the well there. Uh, you don't give up on Dulcich because he is talented. I don't think they will. They'll try again in year three, um, but um, but it's gonna it has to be one of those things where you have to you have to conclude that uh, you 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 can't build your offense around him, which they really did this year. You know they had that wildcat package, and Sean Payton was really excited about having him. He was going to be somewhat of a secret weapon for him this year, and uh, you know he wound up producing nothing. So, by the way, guys, I, there was a little morsel in the back of my mind saying that I wouldn't have to uh, have my segment uh, this Friday before Christmas uh, because, you know, the, that you guys wouldn't be working, but I should have known better. Uh, <laughs> Philip Lindsay, for one thing, unlike other former Bronco prima donnas, shows up every single day. Every day. And uh, every day. Clint, and, um, I, I'm scared to not show up because Zach likes to threaten me behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Philip yeah. Lindsay, hasn't missed a segment in months, uh, and I, I, I love it. Um, I love it. Mike, Mike, what's the latest with Nick Benito and his status for the game? Yeah, he's out. He's officially out. He didn't practice at all this week. Uh, he was on the side, you know, uh, and they moved the side work uh, to the to the field house there. And he was running ladders and all those kind of things. So it looked encouraging. Um, by the way, it looks like Tim Patrick could suit up tomorrow and play. What? Um, even though even though he's out. I mean, he's out for the year with the with the Achilles. But he looks good, man. He looks good. Um, uh, if he was anyway, healthy, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, if Tim Patrick was healthy, would the start wide receivers be Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick? You know, that's a good question. So Judy would be third? Correct. Yeah. Uh, that is a, I, I think, I think there would be more three receiver packages would be the, and I'm not copping out. Uh, I honestly believe there would be more three receiver. They run a ton of t- a two tight end. And I think there would be less two tight end, you know, less of Michael Burton 
and more of the three receiver if all three of those guys were healthy. Uh, Patrick can't come back, by the way. He was on IR before the season. Okay. But uh, he looks he's, – he's coming back nicely. But uh, Benito, it looks good for Benito for next week is what I would say. Dulcich never made it onto the even the rehab field. So, wow. you know, outside chance of the final game against the Raiders, but, you know, that's not the way to bet. Mike, we've been discussing this uh, yesterday kind of heavy. Is this Kareem Jackson's last game as a Denver Bronco? Is he going to suit up any more this year? Yeah, but I don't think it'll be this week. Um, I do. It does seem like um, they're gonna they're they're not gonna activate him till Monday. And um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know that for sure, but we might find out more tomorrow. But uh, it looks like they're gonna keep him back for for this week. And then I do think they'll activate him next week. Um, you know, he's a he's a team captain. He's big in that locker room. I, I did hear uh, you guys, that, and, I, and I, I hear you guys. I listen to you guys. Thank you, Mike. And Zach, and, and Zach was saying that he didn't think he would be back for the, for the final two. And, uh, and you did make a lot of sense, like Phillips said. But the one thing is the captain factor. Yep. That, would be a, that would be a harsh cut. And, um, and we hadn't been around as a captain too much this year. But he's, he's pretty well-liked in the locker room. Um, you know, maybe if they lose this game, they would do something like that. But if they, if they win, um, and you know, they're still in that stretch drive. I, I, I don't think you make that type of move. Yeah. And I remember saying to Phil, and, and I'm not sure if you caught this portion or not, but like if Kareem Jackson's respect level wasn't so high and he wasn't so highly yeah. thought of within the locker room or within that organization. And it was just about, the down-to-down substance of football, I don't even think we're really talking about it. And that's no disrespect whatsoever to uh, to K-Jack, who's been one of my favorite Denver Broncos to cover. I just think his time is gone in terms of the on-the-field product. And P.J. Locke, I'm not saying he's a perfect player, but um, he's just a better fit. And the winning has come when P.J. Locke has been on the field. And, I mean, Mike, we're talking about the first safety in the history of this franchise to have a sack in three straight weeks. I mean, he's been balling. Yeah, he has, and... You guys saw what he did uh, to play in the game last week, uh, this past week at uh, Detroit, uh, yeah. hopping in an RV with the security guards and driving all the way to Detroit to 20 hours and 1,300 miles to get to the game. Showed up about five hours before the game. Incredible. Didn't quite have his uh, didn't quite have his sea legs for the game uh, uh, by his own admission. Uh, he said that he you know that he um, did not uh, he left some plays out there, but then. Um, and then he drove all the way back uh, on the RV. It's kind of weird the way it works in football. Crazy. You're you're not cleared to fly, but you're cleared to play football. Yeah. And, <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, but that that was uh, that was a yeoman's effort by PJ, and he did not have his speed and quickness in those legs. I don't think any of them did uh, on defense with the three road games in 13 days. They just they just didn't have it. Sean Payton felt that, gave him three days off. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, had them show up for the first time Wednesday and uh, see if uh, they're nice and rested and they're closer to peak performance here against the Patriots. Mike, if Kareem Jackson was playing, do you think that P.J. Lockie would even have made that RV trip? Uh, probably not. Okay. I think that was a factor. I do. Um, 
yeah, uh, that that was a factor. The playoffs, uh, he might have. You know, I was talking about uh, this that it that it also kind of goes to the Sean Payton culture that he's established with this team, and it hasn't been perfect this year either, in that regard. But does PJ Locke last year hop on a hop on an RV for Nathaniel Hackett at the end of the year? Does nope. he hop on an RV? Nope. Uh, you know, in the three years for Vic Fangio, even though they they were competitive a couple of years, two of the three years at this point with Fangio, but um, I don't. I think the answer is no. You know, I just think uh, Sean Payton has established this. Uh, I I don't know this this grinded out this mental toughness, um, this this physicality, this all for one, one for all. I think he's established that. Um, you know, gradually here with this team. And that's one of the more promising aspects going forward, regardless of what happens, you know, if the Broncos make the playoffs or not. I do think uh, somewhat 75, 80% of the culture has been set by Sean Payton in year one uh, at at an encouraging level. Mike, um, when it comes to Bill Belichick, I don't know if this is on your radar or, 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 or maybe it is, but Bill Belichick, does not have a losing record against any team in the NFL during his 24 seasons with New England, but he yeah. does, but he is at 500, and he's at 500 with the Denver Broncos on yeah. on Sunday night. The Broncos on his on his way out because I think he's out of there. On his way out, yeah. the Denver Broncos <laughs> could be the only team that he has a losing record against. And I think that'll be stuck in his craw while he lays in his casket. What do you think? Yeah, they uh, for a long time that stat with Belichick was Mike Shanahan was the only coach that had his number. Uh, he had a winning record against everyone but Shanahan, and so I yeah he got he had a little more success against the Broncos in, in these last subsequent years to get back to five hundred. So yeah, I, I I think that I think also. You know, I, I know it was a long time ago, but um, Sean Payton and Bill Belichick are both connected through Bill Parcells. Yep. And and Bill Parcells meant a lot to both of the, both Belichick and Sean Payton. We know about Sean Payton; he drops his name every week. Yep. And um, and so I think there's something there. They, you know, Payton is a descendant of the Parcells tree on offense. Belichick, a descendant, direct descendants of Parcell on defense. Even though they never coached together, uh, they have a pretty strong uh, connecting dot, and so I think uh, I think that's a big one too. Having said that, I think um, I think Bill Belichick has been going into every game this year, knowing he doesn't have the horses to win the race. Yeah, but he tries to figure out how to win one anyway and keep it close and see if he can nudge across the finish line, uh, barely ahead of the other uh, horse who might come up lame or something, but. Uh, he knows that he doesn't have the better team coming into this. So he'll try to try to win a 17 to 14, 20 to 17 game. And, uh, you know, the Bron- the key for the Broncos is just not help them, not give them a takeaway in this one. Mike, um, Merry Christmas, man. It's just, it, it's a time of the year that you, you might want to, you know, share, uh, uh, something with somebody and you know one of my favorite yep. um lines 
uh, in music was from Kanye West. He said, if you admire somebody, you should go ahead and tell them. People never get the flowers where they can still smell them. And you have been doing such an incredible job uh, in this town for so many years, Very long, long before I ever got here. And so I just wanted to say just a salute to a brilliant uh, a brilliant work ethic, brilliant career. I love checking in with you every single week. And um, so Merry Christmas to you and the family from from uh, me hey. and Phil and everyone here at yes, the fair. Hey, that was very nice, very nice. I very much appreciate those kind words. And I'm telling you, I enjoy doing this show too. I mean, this show, uh, you know, I know everything's in, uh, uh, in a newer phase here, yep. but uh, you guys are coming on strong, and I enjoy it every Friday. So Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank very, you, Mike. Very cool, Mike. Very cool of you. Uh, there he is, man. That's the uh, legendary Mike Kliss, Nine News Broncos Insider, presented by Fitness Gallery.